and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your on-the-go resource for everything you need to have faith discussions at home with your friends and with your family. My name is Maya Little Sonia, and I am the youth minister here at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego. My name is Jackie Pippin, and I'm the digital resource curator. And you might notice that David Tremaine, our usual host, is not here today. Um, it was yesterday, Wednesday, July 18th, his son was born, so uh, George Hyde Tremaine. That was the best thing to wake up to. He was born in the early morning, um, so we're very happy to have him. Welcome to this world, little guy. It's a... Uh, yeah. It's fun. It's good. So And mom and baby are doing very well. Right. So we're missing David today and for the next few weeks, but uh, we're glad he's home with mother and child. So, uh, Jackie, how's Japan? Uh, it is moist. I hate that noise. <laughs> it's moist. And you know what? I you were like, so you too. seem suspicious of the moisture. <laughs> Um, I don't, well, so it's not, it, I mean, it is a little humid, but it's not that it's humid. It's that it is, there's just moisture hanging in the air. It is like foggy, like dense fog all the time. Oh, good. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, with tomato plants, um, they can pretty much root whatever you plant under the ground. So like when you plant a seedling and it grows to like six inches tall, you cut off the bottom branches and then you actually bury it deeper so that it has a deeper root system and that branch can become roots well that's metal. so i was looking at my <laughs> tomato plant the other day and uh, and as part of its stock it has started to grow roots because it is so moist in the air outside Oh my goodness! Because you grew up in San Diego, we don't have a whole ton of humidity, or like you know, I, yeah. I grew up in Palm Desert. So when I moved oh, to San Diego, I couldn't believe how humid San Diego was. <laughs> Little did you know. Little did I know. Well, we're happy that we have you here. No, David is not. Um, but so this week's gospel reading for Sunday, um. It is from Mark. So we've been hearing a lot from Mark as it is his lectionary year, his time to shine. Um, and this week it's Mark 6, 30 through 34. And then it jumps over to the verses 53 to 56. Um, and yeah, so we've been hearing a lot about Mark and their adventures. And uh, Jackie, would you like to read that for us? I would love to. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, come away to the deserted place all by yourselves and rest for a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in a boat to a deserted place by themselves. Not many saw them going and them, but they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd. And he had compassion for them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. When they crossed over, they came to a land of Genesaret and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about that whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went into villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak. And all who touched it were healed. Great. So thank you, Jackie. So, um, let's see. 
Well, Jesus is becoming quite popular at this point, as we can see by the, you know, the throngs of people pushing up against him and people, the news of him traveling around very quickly. And, you know, this is a bit of a shift because up until this point, you know, there's a slow amount of traction going on in chapter five. People are asking, looking around, like, who is this man? Um, and then this last reading from Sunday, last Sunday, we heard about the death of John the Baptist and how people, even Herod, um, the Tetrarch of Rome, was asking, you know, who, everyone was asking, who is Jesus? Who is this guy? And so at this point, he's becoming quite popular um, as, you know, like I said, as evidenced by all these people, you know, always rushing around them and, and crowds and throngs of people, him and the disciples. And um, the thing I wanted to talk about that really struck me and we'll have three points for you to talk about today but the one that I that really struck me and I could very much relate to was when they were trying to set aside time Jesus told the disciples go and find a place all to yourselves and rest but then people were following them and their time that they were intentionally trying to set aside to be with God, to be with each other, and just to chill out was invaded. Uh, well, invaded is a, a pretty somewhat negative term, but the, it was interrupted and disturbed by people and responsibilities that responsibilities and just obligations of things that were that people were expecting from them to be healed and. I can just relate to that because, and I feel like a lot of people can, especially adults um, and parents, I think, could relate a lot to this. I don't know. I'm not a parent, but I'll go on a limb and say you can relate to this one. Um, because there's so many obligations and responsibilities we have, you know, like school, job, kids stuff, like work stuff, people stuff, spouse stuff, stuff. Lots of stuff. We always have to do all the time. And I became an adult last year, but I'm definitely knowing the meaning of adulting as a verb as of late. And it's just so exhausting. It's absolutely excruciatingly exhausting. And when you try to set aside time for yourself and in prayer or in quiet or just rest um, and, and you realize, hey, I'm a little like frayed I'm a little burnt out I just really need to take some time for me those responsibilities and obligations and people in particular that expect things from me those follow me uh through my phone through whatever or if I turn off my phone I get you know 301 texts waiting for me and it's it's very difficult and something that I need to remember to tell myself that I think a lot of people can relate to is that the world will continue to spin just fine if I kind of let some plates drop, if I don't have to juggle so many responsibilities right now, if I just realize that all these people, all these things, all, for the most part, that are really draining my life energy, they, they'll they be fine if I can take this time alone. If I, the, the world will continue to spin in the time I take alone, and the Lord has them, because I think it's extremely interesting um, that in the lectionary, we are only supposed to read verses 30 through 34 and then um, 53 to 56 because, spoiler alert, what happens in that time is that um, Jesus feeds the 5,000. And we've heard this, right, with the, the, the loaves and the fish. But that's omitted seemingly here in this, um, in this reading for this week. We don't read that. Uh, but that happens in between, wedged between these two verses that we are reading. And 
I think this that's a testament to all these people are pushing up against you and 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 expecting these things from you and you have so many obligations and responsibilities and you feel pressure to always perform for everyone and do everything for everyone else. And then you realize, well, well, God can do this too, you know? <laughs> well, he should be doing this and that you can give. So then the disciples come up to Jesus being like, hey, all these people are hungry and they're looking at us. What's up? And then he provides, you know? And so I think people will be fine if I allow myself to breathe, if I allow myself to take a moment to just sit for a moment by myself with God and that I love people dearly but sometimes I think it's very very important to establish boundaries and it's something that I've been really wrestling with it's hey I can't always be your you know therapist or financial assistant or just anything anything that literally a lot of the questions I get it's like girl just google it like people are so dependent on certain people for certain things and I'm grateful that people trust me and I wish and the best for them and I love the people and the things that I'm caring for but sometimes I like at what cost you know and those that I have to have faith in God that those people will be taken care of and that I can take a second to rest because obviously very much I am not God and those people seem to have a lot of dependence on me and I just need to let them to let to let them kind of figure it out for themselves just for a moment so that God can kind of take control there. I think with that, um, like we obviously lead into self-care. What does self-care look like? And I think in the church, we're terrible at this. Church leaders are awful at self-care. Yeah. And it, and, and part of it is that mentality that I need to do it. I need to take care of them because they're not going to get care elsewhere. Um, But also, like the different facets of self-care. So we have physical self-care, being able to walk away, being able to do something else. But And that's not something that I struggle with. I struggle with the other components of self-care emotionally and mentally. It is hard for me to walk my brain away from something. Even if I'm physically not there, I'm worrying about it. And so how do you take care of yourself mentally and emotionally so that when you go back to what you're working on, you can do a better job and you can be more present and you can be a better, um, you know, they talk about uh, compassion fatigue. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you are spending too much time in those settings, you, you can get tired of it and you can be a worse caregiver because of it. And so taking time out of your day and out of your week to love yourself more is so important um, in being in doing better and not just with like spiritual work I think it's like you said compassion fatigue it's any we all have compassion but especially in professions where you are practicing compassion and in our day-to-day lives as compassionate human beings even if our profession doesn't necessarily require huge amounts of that it could be just everywhere in our lives and yeah it's it's exactly that it's really exhausting because this is what you believe in this is your worldview you truly you know we subscribe to to a belief that we are supposed to have the kingdom of god here that we are supposed to seek christ in all humans and that we are to be servants 
So it's really difficult when you have to set boundaries on that and be like, the only way I can truly sustainably and vibrantly serve people continuously is to also take time for myself. And that's something I've been navigating and I think I would hope that Jackie is and that everyone else is because it's extremely important. And yeah. Which kind of leads us into what we were talking about, what I would propose would be David's point. Um, I'm going to call it that. And <laughs> that is the same, David's point. Um, you've heard of Dana's point. <laughs> David's point. Okay. About healing the sick in Janasarat. We had to look up how to say that. Um, Janasarat. Janasarat. Um, <laughs> well, so Jackie was kind of talking about this before the podcast about the everyday mundane things so i usually need to walk away and let the plates drop and what i was speaking of i really feel the need to do that when things come to a boiling point where i really feel absolutely drained absolutely rock bottom but i think this story is about kind of the day-to-day you know doing what you do about being compassionate helping people bringing healing to other people sustainably and having faith in those times as well so not just having faith that god will take care of people when you need to let them go but also when you're taking care of them that god will work through you to help people and having faith in that as well and just having faith in god to take care of people right jackie like Mm -hmm. that's kind of what i got from it yeah well and and just like the mundane of of always returning to god like in some ways that is hard like you you think that we can only return to God when these big things happen in our life, when these emotional things change or when we realize that we've been wrong. But really every day we have to make a conscious choice to return to God, to go to him for our daily healing. Right. Um, and and that can be just that mundane notion of thinking about that every day can transform our faith and can lead us to recognize God in our midst and lead us to recognize that the times that may seem small that we can actually bring to God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I think that that just introduces the notion of a give and take relationship with God, right. you know, that we can, we can go to him every day and he will come to us every day. Uh, and that's, that's really important for sustainability and yeah. self care to Very know that at any time you can, you can call on God. Right. And that you always have someone there to lean on, just as everyone seems to be leaning on you. And the world seems to be leaning on you. You always have V1, not just someone, but V1 to lean on, dude. Because if you just gave everything you had all the time without really being in touch with who, why, and for whom, um, then, yeah, that's not great. And you will burn out. And no one wants that because we ultimately just want to be dutiful servants and all that i think the three points would be for mine would be uh the physical self-care as jackie said the needing to know and be aware of boundaries of when you need time for yourself when to walk away when to take a breath to just recharge and knowing why that's okay and when that's okay and that it's okay (laughs) and 
that would be mine. And then Jackie's, I think, was very much on the mental and spiritual, what we had touched on about self-care, because even if you are very capable of setting those boundaries, um, sometimes those responsibilities and, you know, thoughts and worries and anxieties about people and situations and tasks, those um, carry over into those times that we have already established if we're good at the physical part for rest. Um but just knowing when to have faith in those moments and to breathe and that it will work out even. And that you're allowed to rest and to enjoy your rest um, and to just be at rest. And then the last part that we had dubbed as David's part would be kind of touch on the first two, like just maintenance of checking in every day with the mundane of day-to-day, you are able to heal people on a sustainable level day-to-day when you're able to continuously check in with God and, you know come to him with these issues and and these anxieties and these worries and then check in on yourself of where am I needing to establish boundaries? Where am I needing rest? Um, how can I really surrender my my needs to always balance everything to God and be okay with it and be at rest and peace with that? Sec, I'm just going to finish this last part. I just have to plug in the computer. It says your battery is running low. So I'm going to do that right now. How much time do I have left? Let's see. We're good. We're good, because I'm not going to unplug it to plug it, so we're good. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Please rate and subscribe this podcast so other people can find it, and you can look up the other faith to go resources at www.stpaulcathedral.com slash faith to go and then please sign up for the faith to go email. We're online on that website so that they might have some more mobile-friendly resources. Um, And yeah, we'll be in your ears next week. Um, thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Crap, crap, crap.